I don't know, man. I just the whole thing with Cortland Sun's tricky. I think if they can save 17 million in cap space and they can get a late second for him, like I had in my last episode in the mock draft, I'm not gonna lie. I think the Broncos do it. I think they do. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell. Back at you guys with another episode this week. Some interesting news to talk about with the Denver Broncos, their coaching staff. And then, obviously, as you guys can tell from the title of today's episode, how the Broncos can free up, and this is not clickbait, how the Broncos can free up from $80 million to over $100 million in cap space. Um Excited to jump into all these potential moves the Broncos can make this offseason, obviously with the expectation that Russell Wilson will be parting ways for the Denver Broncos, which means the Broncos will have to absorb an $85 million dead cap hit. Uh, after a post-June 1st designation, it'll be uh, prorated a- across two years where the Broncos will have to you know, take on around $45 million this season, then around $30 million next season. Um, don't quote me on those numbers, but the Broncos, uh, they'll have to split that, uh, you know, the eighty. Five million uh, across the two years with the post June first. I'm excited to talk about all of this. Uh, you know how the Broncos can, um, I guess you could say, um, heal the move by moving on from uh, Russell Wilson. But without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, so starting off um, with the Broncos coaching staff, the Broncos defensive coach. Uh, defensive backs coach, excuse me, Christian Park has been given permission to accept a role on the Philadelphia uh, Eagles coaching staff as a defensive assistant, uh, and uh, he basically is going to be now the the DBs coach over in Philly with an increased role uh, in quotation marks under new defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. I'm assuming he's going to get a little bit of a higher pay grade over there. He's going to have a little bit more involvement in the in the game planning and film and all that with uh, Vic Fangio, former Broncos head. Coach coach obviously Fangio the new DC over in Philly who uh, they just took over from Miami um, a mutual part of ways uh, after just one season in Miami he goes to Philly he uh, he ends up plucking one of his former coaches that he uh, obviously brought into Denver from Green Bay whenever he got hired as the head coach uh, Parker was a um, quality he's working quality control in Green Bay and was you know getting a lot of you know praise and res- high respect over there Vic Fangio ends up bringing him um, after being in his division when he was the DC in Chicago, then it comes to Denver, brings Christian Parker. Now he's in Philly. He bring he reunites with uh, Christian Parker. So Broncos they're losing a big coach here, man. This is uh, um, a lot of people. Obviously, guys can tell a lot of uh, Broncos. Um, you know, Twitter. And uh, everybody covering the Broncos has talked about this as a major loss, and for good reason. I mean, um, highly respected and regarded coach amongst the locker room and the coaching staff have heard nothing but great things um, about him. We've had P.J. Locke on the show. We've had Caden Stearns on the show. Uh, We've had uh, even Deshaun Williams. He was a defensive lineman, and he raved about Christian Parker. All three of those guys we had on the show have said nothing but, like, every time we talked about the coaching staff – Coach CP is the one that the very first comes up. And I know a lot of people I saw in my comment section on Instagram are saying, oh, it's just a DB's coach. That's the last of our worries. We should be worried about that right now. But, guys, this guy was getting defensive coordinator interviews for a reason. Like, let, can we just talk about how, like, big of a loss this really is? Like, I'm not here to just completely crap on the Broncos, but um, this is a massive loss to the defensive staff. And honestly, I don't want to be negative, but I would not be surprised if the, if there, there's some defensive regression this season just because of this loss. Um, 
Like I said, he interviewed for the Packers and Patriots defensive coordinator vacancies for a reason. Teams that are not even associated with the Broncos know how, you know, how of a great and skilled mind he is inside not only the Broncos organization, but just compared to other DB coaches around the NFL. Um, Heavily credited uh, for the Denver's midseason defensive turnaround. Um, Heard nothing but great things about how he aided uh, Vance Joseph and was a great voice for Vance Joseph after the Broncos started off um, very, very poorly defensively. We're dead last in the NFL points. Obviously, the 70-20 to game we all know about is one of the worst games of all time defensively. Then the Broncos ended up uh, having, you know, deemed one of the greatest defensive turnarounds in NFL history thanks to Christian Parker and Vance Joseph. Their, uh, their, their scheming and defensive play calling, their game planning, their film reviews, how they communicated was a big thing. Something that, uh, you know, Vance, Christian Parker, keeping him around was really, really important this season for Sean Payton. The big reason why he didn't let him go is because he kind of wanted to help Vance Joseph communicate what the Broncos did so efficiently in 2022 communicate that to Vance Joseph kind of give him some uh, tips and tricks here and there of what was working for a great Broncos secondary and they replicated it with an even younger secondary in 2023 you bring in Jaquan Jaquan Millen obviously played in 2022 but Jaquan Millen takes on a starter role um Caden Stearns goes out and the Broncos still don't see much regression at safety because PJ Locke balled out when he had the opportunity to do so even K-Jack did not play like awful obviously suspensions and everything is what it is that doesn't go on Christian Parker at all but you get what I'm saying like the Damari Mathis is the one exception where I was very shocked that he you know he, the thing with him is like Vance Joseph was trying to run what he wanted to do at the beginning of the season, I feel like. And we we get so many different conflicting reports about, oh, George Payton or, excuse me, Sean Payton wanted Vance Joseph to run specifically what Vic Fangio wanted to do. And that's why Damari Mathis and other guys are playing 20 yards off the line of scrimmage and saw regression from year one to year two. Um, you know, as opposed from Avero system, we're running a lot more man coverage. And then the first four weeks or so in the season, Broncos are running heavy zone coverage. Um I feel like yes, they did run a lot of zone coverage as well uh, after the you know the schematic turnaround in that first Chiefs game, but I feel like the way they were using their packages and their blitz packages and all that taken into account, I feel like there were a lot of schematic differences that Christian Parker helped this team turn around. So um, this is a big. By the way, any Philly fans that are watching this, you guys got an absolute dog. This guy is such a good coach. Um, I even whenever the Broncos were like in the shitter. Uh, defensively last year I remember me and Jordan were talking about so many people saying fire VJ but we were on here saying why not just make Christian Parker like not interim DC but the play caller like that's how high highly we think of Christian Parker we know how how highly respected and how smart the guy is the guy has only worked with at his position in dbs for three years the broncos hired him in 2021 with vic fangio and he just like gotten better every season man really um i think the fact that he's managed to stay on denver staff through three different defensive coordinators slash play callers vic fangio uh zero evero and then vance joseph and then multiple head coaches as well, um, Vic Fangio, Nathaniel Hackett, Sean Payton, all guys that have never worked with him, um, 
even Vic Fangio, he didn't work with Christian. Like I said, he didn't work with Christian Parker. Christian Parker was in Green Bay. He went from uh, University of Virginia in college and then went to Green Bay as uh, quality control. Like he never worked with them. So this just show this just shows like a lot in today's NFL. You see a lot of relationships. You know the reason you see Jim Harbaugh right now with the the Chargers constantly hiring Michigan coaches right now for his positional coaches. Uh, yesterday morning he hired a defensive lineman coach for the same position on his staff. Like a lot of it goes down to who you know and like relationships in today's nfl for christian parker the dude is so good so good at his job that it doesn't even come down to that i mean you look at um he got a he got a defensive coordinator interview with green bay obviously because matt lafleur you know worked with him he, he knows how good of a coach he is but also Drod mayo of the new england patriots the new head coach he interviewed him he interviewed him for dc did he got did he get the job no but i i've heard nothing but great th- i've heard he interviews really really well too so Man, this is a big loss for Denver. Um, I think uh, the, it's going to be a big loss for the locker room. Heard so many players talk uh, highly of him. Um, hoping the best for uh, Christian Parker. Uh, and obviously the 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 Eagles need it, man. They they need it. So um, if the Eagles, boot, I'm going to tell you right now, if the Eagles like really find a jump defensively next season. Look out for uh, Christian Parker, not only in some DC interviews, but maybe some like head coaching interviews the year after that. Do not be surprised. The I, I I'll just put that out there right now. Um, I feel like a lot of Broncos fans are brushing this off like we lost Christian Parker. Oh well, the Broncos feel like they let him go because they feel like they can get an upgrade. That's not what this is. This is Sean Payton letting uh, Christian Parker's wings uh, fly. That's this. That's what this is. He's letting he's letting him branch out. There's a. Why do you think he kept him when he first got here, and then he's just randomly letting him go the next season? Like, I I don't look at it as oh the Broncos feel like they they're letting Christian Parker go because they can find an upgrade. I just don't look at it like that. But let me know what you think in the comments. Next, let's jump into the main topic of today's episode. Um. How the Broncos can save a lot of damn cap space this offseason. Um, starting off with Justin Simmons, a uh, big name talked about on uh, different articles and everything uh, that I've read. Um, you can either trade or extend Justin Simmons this season. A trade saves $18.25 million in cap space. Or you can extend his contract, which if you guys don't know a lot about that, um, you can take money uh, from guaranteed or excuse me, you can take money from base salary and uh, spread it into pro, like prorate the money to uh, two like void years and in, in the back end of his contract. So you're basically like pushing back that base salary back into his contract which effectively saves 2024 cap space but also makes it easier for you to move on from him in those void years if you want to so um it's a kind of a cheat if you if you if we're honest um obviously the broncos will have to pay that money but um just for like now just for like making that process of ripping off the russell wilson band-aid easier um it's possible look i think the broncos they could extend justin simmons um, I and for the record, I don't think there's any reason why the Broncos should trade Justin Simmons. I think he's absolutely worth the money. Um, I don't think you trade Justin Simmons just to get make the Russell Wilson deal easier. I do think that maybe extending him to save a little bit more 2024 cap space has to be something that you you talk to Jay Sims about. Will he do it? I'm not sure, man. He just made the All Pro team. He just made the Pro Bowl team. He just had a really good season. Um, despite his stats not even looking that like perfect, like the defense played kind of 
kind of bad across the whole season. Yeah, they had that five-game, six-game, seven-game stretch where they were looking like a top-three defense in the NFL. That was great. Justin Simmons is a big reason for that. In the Miami game, he didn't play, and look look how the defense looked. Look, Chicago game, he didn't play. Look how the defense looked. So um, just for those two reasons, those two games specifically, his value to this team is way underestimated. For anybody saying that Justin Simmons should be traded, I just don't see, like, the reason and the logic behind it when you look at what he brings from a football standpoint we could talk about the money all day at the end of the day you can justify what he's making like yes trading him and getting rid of 18 million for a safety that sounds awesome in hindsight but i feel like what he brings to this team especially the locker room too there's just no reason to move on from justin simmons i think maybe look at an extension to save money like i mentioned um for like immediate cap reasons but trade I, I wouldn't do it personally. I would look for other players um, and restructures. Next, we got Cortland Sutton. Um, a trade saves $17.3 million in 2024 cap space, uh, $17.8 million in 2025 cap space. That's a lot of damn money for a wide receiver, uh, for being honest. Obviously, the market's getting more expensive, so um, do with that uh, how you will. But it, it, it's tough because he's coming off a really good season. You could extend him like how I just mentioned with, uh, with Justin Simmons. I just don't know. I I think Justin Simmons, honestly, more, you know, it's a more realistic scenario for him to extend rather than Quinlan Sun because, like I mentioned, he just came off 10 touchdowns. Um, his value is at an all-time high. I think the Broncos just might take the bait and trade him, if I'm being honest with you. This is not like – I've said it on the show multiple times. I want to keep Sun and Judy. I want to. But just for cap reasons and the Broncos potentially getting younger at that position and getting more speed – I think this is a deal the Broncos might do. Call me crazy. Um, I thought he had a really good season. He has really good hands. I just don't know if like that's what Sean Payton wants at the wide receiver position for his next quarterback, like sustainably, um, in his offense. You never really saw in New Orleans like a Sean Payton really go out for like a contested catch receiver, and like Michael Thomas is the closest there's been to that. So I don't know, man. I just the whole thing with Cortland Sutton's tricky. I think if they can save 17 million in cap space and they can get a late second form, like I had in my last episode in the mock draft, I'm not going to lie. I think the Broncos do it. I think they do. They they get younger at the position. They're probably going to draft someone that's more fast, fresher legs, a lot younger, 21, 22 years old. Cortland Sutton, uh, he's 29. I mean, just do with that how you will, but this is a move that the Broncos can definitely make. Um, next, you could trade or extend, like I just mentioned with the previous two players, you can trade or extend Garrett Bowles' left tackle. The trade saves $20 million, uh, from hitting the books in 2024. Or you could extend the contract, like something like three years, 40-something million, something like that. Um, he's going to have a $20 million cap hit in 2024, which is a lot for him, to be honest. So I think something... Some, I want to say something's going to happen with Bulls this season. I think it's either going to be restructure or I don't want to say they're going to flat out cut him. I definitely think they're going to try to trade him if he doesn't agree to a cap restructure. I think that's the step-by-step step step process it'll go in. They're going to approach him for a restructure. If that doesn't work, they're going to try to trade him. If they don't like the value, then they're going to probably cut him. Um 
I, I don't know. I just don't know if he can justify what he's making. Look, he had a really good season, and I want to keep Bowles, and I don't want to ruin that chemistry you have on that offensive line. I mean, they went how many games with the you know availability and all? Was it great? And the chemistry was really good, man. They're playing like top five in uh, multiple categories for most of the season, at least. Some games definitely didn't look the greatest, but same, you can say the same thing for any O-line in the NFL. Um I yeah this this move you can trade saves twenty million I mean you can't really argue with that a lot so honestly I wouldn't I wouldn't mind where the Broncos go with the situation I just feel like they have to have a good contingency plan and I don't know if there's really one in place they could move McGlinchey to left tackle like he played in Notre Dame in college and then have Palcheski the rookie undrafted free agent slide in at right it just, that just doesn't seem like like a, a a very safe plan though. Um, I don't think Sean Payne would like shake up the O line like that as well. Um, but like I said, I think the Broncos are going to go by that step by step process and trying to bring him back, um, but for the right price. So the Broncos they could save a good amount of money with uh, moving out from Garrett Bowles, but also by extending him, you could save. It's you're not really saving like a whole lot though by extending him. So we'll see how that goes. Next, uh, nose tackle DJ Jones. Um, excuse me, defensive tackle DJ Jones. Um, Cutting him saves 10 mil. I mean, this one's a no-brainer. He's going to be a free agent after this offseason. He, he declined in play this last uh, season. The run defense is really bad. He's supposed to be the pillar in that defense. I mean, look, I understand more guys had to do their job. Jonathan Harris had just a really horrible season. Um, and other guys as well did not help that much. I expected more from Zach Allen personally in run defense, but... DJ Jones, I feel like the, he declined in play. You can't justify ten million in cap. He's getting up there in age. Uh, the Broncos got to get younger at this position through the draft and free agency, um, if possible. Um, I think the Broncos look to move on from DJ Jones here. I just don't think you could justify um, paying him ten million, ten million, especially when you're moving on from Russ. Uh, that's going to obviously curate a lot of. Uh, money but next uh next this is an interesting one i think the broncos they could this is honestly pretty call me crazy i think this could be realistic you could process like full base salary conversions which are basically restructures for mike mcglinchey ben powers and zach on the three of our biggest signings in 2023 uh upon uh, sean payne's arrival if you find cap restructures for those three players you could save up to. I'm not saying that they're gonna. This guaranteed to happen because this is a, a long shot. But you could save up to 30 million in cap space. That's a lot of damn money. Um, it's more like, believe it or not, it's more prevalent and realistic in the NFL. And I've read this by like reporters and everything in the NFL as well. Like, it's more realistic that players who just sign with their teams are more likely to restructure rather than players that are kind of entering the last years of their deal or looking for a new like or about to hit a, a new contract or whatever um especially and then especially players that are like up there in age those three guys i just listed are guys that are like 26 years old max that are turning like 27 in like a year or so um zach allen mike mcglinchey ben powers think those can definitely be like i would say mike mcglinchey we might see a, a cap restructure um Ben Powers, I'm not sure. Zach Allen, I think we could see a cap restructure there. I don't know if it's gonna really warrant like a, a massive amount that you know helps out the Broncos financially. But if you can really get, do some good talking uh, in that you know in that front office with those guys and their agents, you could save a really really good amount of money. 
Um, so this is something that's not being talked about enough. You can restructure those guys' contracts if they're if they're willing to, um, which I'm I'm just not too sure because of the whole Russell Wilson situation is apparently like rub players the wrong way in the locker room, and obviously this is the biggest reason why they'll they'll be approaching them about cap restructures is because of the Russell Wilson thing. So, um, you know, take that how you will. But next, um, Tim Patrick. Uh, who's scheduled to make a $9.5 million in uh, base salary in 2024. Broncos can cut him and re-sign him to the vet minimum, which I'm down for. Um, I would love for my guy to make his money. Love Tim Patrick so much. Had him on the show. Um, total savings uh, could be $14 million in cap space. Um, he's expected to make... Uh, his cap hit is going to be around like four, a little bit over fifteen million in twenty twenty four. So if they cut him and then re-sign him to a vet minimum, which by the way, vet minimum for player uh, veterans in the NFL are one year eight hundred seventy k. So the Broncos can essentially save roughly four million, fourteen million in cap space, um, just from like a cap hit standpoint in twenty twenty four. So that's another one, man. That's a that's a big one. Um, and if you're so, if you're one of those people that aren't on board for paying Tim Patrick after back-to-back years of, you know, very unfortunate, um, non-contact injuries, um, you can cut Damari Mathis, uh, the corner who had a really bad year that I talked about earlier in the show. Um, you can cut Damari Mathis and save 870K, 870K, um, or no, excuse me, a nine hundred. Excuse me, nine hundred eighty-five k. You can save nine hundred eighty-five k in cap space by cutting Demari Mathis, which my my early prediction. I've already made it on the show. I think is going to be a training camp cut. So, the, if you if you're feeling like Tim Patrick isn't worthy of eight hundred seventy k, which I think he's worthy of like three million. I think, man, Tim Patrick. The reason why I want him back is I really I really do believe that we can't give up on this guy just yet. I think. He man, I I know he's putting in that damn work right now. No, for a fact. Um, I think he man, I think he's ready for a comeback. I think he's gonna have a really good year as long as he can stay healthy. Rooting for that guy so much. Um, fan favorite. Um, he's gonna add that. Like if Cortland Sutton leaves, he's gonna be like that that contested catch element that the Broncos can replace Cortland Sutton with, and potentially along with someone else in the draft. Um, please Luke McCaffrey, but um. Yeah, if you if you're so troubled and you know if you disagree with moving on, uh, or if you disagree with keeping Tim Patrick on that vet minimum, you can get rid of Demari Mathis, who I'm sure every Broncos fan at this point doesn't really want. Um, you know, no offense to the guy, but the Broncos can just find better depth for a veteran or potentially drafting someone new. Um, Demari Mathis, I love the guy, I and mean, I hate uh, it's kind of crazy because like he could sit. And the, at the bottom of the depth chart and kind of learn and then regain his confidence. But I feel like he's lost so much confidence at this point. He's not a good fit at all for what Vance Joseph wants to do that I don't see him really succeeding again in this system, me personally. But um, And then our very last move, uh, if you release Chris Mannert, a veteran tight end, a good run blocker, uh, which I don't see Sean Payne doing this move personally. I think he signed him to that two-year deal for a reason. Um, but if you do release Chris Manhurts and you decide to re-sign uh, Adam Trotman for a vet, vet minimum or something like that, or even you re- you release Chris Manhurts and sign him to a vet minimum, 870K, you could save uh, around $2 million in cap space. $2, two million, so for a third-string tight end, by the way. So, um, you know, 
that could be definitely the Broncos. Some you know something to look into. It's not a lot of money, but um, with that being said, that is it for today's show. Let me know what you guys thought about all these moves. Potentially, if you add up all the numbers I just brought up, if the Broncos extend Justin Simmons or trade him, if they trade Corlin Sun, if they trade Garrett Bowles, if they cut DJ Jones, if they restructure Zach Allen, Ben Powers, Mike McGlinchey, if they cut Tim Patrick and re-sign him, and then they release Chris Mannerts, they could they could save eighty to a hundred million dollars in cash space just like that the russell wilson move isn't as bad as we may anticipate yes i know that's getting rid of a lot of players but let's be honest a lot of guys i just listed are all like you know edgy you know getting close to 30 years old they're they're all pushing 30 so um let me know what you guys thought about that uh let me know what you guys think in the comments your feedback is greatly appreciated if you're listening on youtube like the video super super appreciate if you like the show um if you subscribe to the channel as well please uh do that it helps us out uh, greatly um your comments uh, help us out with the algorithm as well thank you guys for 1.6k on youtube as well thank you so much um pushing for that uh 2k uh this year um if you're listening on spotify apple Podcasts, follow the show turn on notifications leave a five-star rating. Uh, that's greatly appreciated as well. Um, but with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell. Until the next episode, peace out, everybody.